you were using an alarm you were waking yourself up and now i'm having to call you again do you Mm. understand that i won't always be here like this is something you're gonna have to do on your own welcome back to the single parent conflict podcast and back to a now ongoing series called the single mother conflict just want to get some housekeeping items out of the way first before we get to our guest if this is your first time listening in, I'm your host, Demetrius, a former single parent who at the time had no idea what direction I would be steering towards to overcome the challenges of, well, being a father. After gaining a lot of insight, education, and a ton of patience, I now want to give that information back to you, the parent, whether you're single or not, to stay motivated and inspired during your parenting journey. This episode is part two, a continuation of last week's conversation with Charlene. So, If you haven't listened to it yet, pause this episode and come back to it when you're done listening to part one. Now, for those of you who have listened already, welcome back. Let's continue on with our talk with Shirley. Yeah, I was going to say, you were just telling me, you know, before, it's probably, what was it, yesterday or early today, um, just about kind of all the struggles you guys are going through just to get the second truck. Um, So can you talk about that a little bit there? Like, what are are some of the struggles you guys are going through with, with, you know, this owner operator you know business he's doing well his um his so his so his truck um obviously he needed to get a he he needed to get a second truck because his i mean he needed it for his for his job the contract that he has he needed two trucks to be running mm-hmm. so he temporarily started to rent one truck and we started shopping right away for a second truck unfortunately trucks are the prices of trucks are just crazy wow. um the our first truck that we have he only paid sixteen thousand dollars in change mm. for that truck and now like the average truck is running like seventy thousand dollars you know for a truck so it put us in this position of kind of like all right what are we going to do because we also are looking to move and mm. purchase um our first home together next year Mm -hmm. so you know we got to watch how we invest you know what i mean so um with that being said because of how expensive you know trucks are he made a decision to kind of go out of out of the he was looking at one specific company doing business with this one company he decided to kind of go outside of that Mm -hmm. and he ended up finding something for half the price and he and um down in atlanta and unfortunately I, like I mentioned to you, um, when he, he had to obviously travel to go and get the truck and the truck ended up breaking down on the way, on the way home. Oh, I don't think I knew. Maybe I had to write that wrong. I didn't know that. So he's driving it from Georgia up and then it broke down. So, so he, so we bought, so they had an option where we could pay, I think like $1,500 and have someone bring the truck up. Well, we never, my husband never like had seen the truck and mm-hmm. um the finance company they were like you know um you know everyone like the dealer was like normally we have you come you look at the vehicle and that's when you put down the rest of your deposit and finalize the deal mm-hmm. so he just thought it was better because they were like you can pay a mechanic to come and look at it if you want us to then bring the truck up so what he decided to do was he was like i'm gonna fly down there i'm gonna check the truck out myself mm-hmm. and then i'm going to bring the truck up so that's exactly what we did everything was going you know smooth there were some things on the truck that he 
he recognized right away like the AC wasn't working. Mm. Um, the box had like a hole in it. Got so it. he found some things and he told them and they were like, okay, they fixed everything. He got there on a Wednesday. The truck was ready by a Thursday, um, like Thursday afternoon, okay. evening, or early evening. This is probably helpful, not to cut you off, but helpful that he went down versus somebody driving up. Because then he would have to, it would have been, what, days probably for him to like, oh, now I got the truck. Now I got all these problems. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it worked out well it, it, um, in that aspect. But then unfortunately, like he he left from Georgia. He only got as far as Tennessee, literally yeah. in the middle of nowhere. And, um, yeah. and the truck basically broke down. Like it started having some serious problems. Wow. But the thing is, is that me and my husband, we, um, our faith, we, we, we walk, we walk and we run and we gallop, you know, with, with on our faith. Mm. And, um, I just feel like it's amazing how I feel God was working because his truck b- breaks down in Tennessee and it breaks down four miles from a Freightline dealership. Oh, wow. A, fre- a Freightline. He has a Freightline truck. And it, breaks down, and it breaks down four miles from a Freightline truck. So my husband, the truck wasn't, the truck was not work. It was like done. Mm-hmm. But he pushed it. He like, he was able to get it to like keep going. Yeah. It took him an hour and a half and he drove those four miles to get it to that shop. Wow. He, he he gets it, you know, so so that was one area I'm like, this is God, because like yeah. out of all the places you could break down, you're in the middle of nowhere in Tennessee, and there's a freightliner dealership mechanic shop four miles away. Then um I had to figure out how to get him out of there because basically this happened on this was a Friday. Mm-hmm. So guess what? We can't tell you what's wrong with this truck until Monday. Ooh. You know what I mean? Because it was it was Friday overnight this happened. Mm. So he slept in the truck until six in the morning when they opened on Friday. And he was hoping that they would be able to like look at the truck right away. Yeah. And they were like, you know, we're backed up. They ended up not looking at the truck until like four o'clock in the evening on wow. Friday. And they were hooking it up running. So they were like, the truck is coming back with like two, three different codes. We're not really going to know till Monday. So now, guess what? Super Shirley and Super Wife Super has, sure. to, has to figure out how to get my husband. Because my yeah. like it's like I'm the designated like ad, admin of yeah. this new upcoming business. Right. So now I have to figure out how to get my husband, you know, out of. Mr. CEO, yes. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, have, <laughs> I have to get him out of this predicament out of, you know, Tennessee. Yeah. So, um. But this is how God works again. I'm like, now I'm searching for airports because he's in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, the there's two international airports in Tennessee. He was seven and a half hours away from one. Mm-hmm. And he was four and a half hours away from another. Okay. So I continue to search and search and search. And all of a sudden, I find this little airport called Tri-Cities Airport mm. that was 12 miles away from him. And we were able to we were able to rent a car there, and mm-hmm. he had to drive back, but he uh, got back. Okay. And I just feel like, all right, like come on, like 
And then the truck, the warranty on the truck only yeah. was for a certain amount of miles. So if if he would have maybe even driven the truck all the way home and then yeah. had a problem with it, yep. it might have been out of the warranty by the time he got home. It's funny. Miles, not like timeline, like 30 days right. or 60. Right. That's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. so too many too many coincidences, right? It's, it's more yeah. than a coincidence, right? Yeah. So it's so so you know so it's so it's tough when you're when you're you know you're running a business and you're trying to grow it, you know. Wow. So now we have you know fast forward. It was hard. It was difficult. It was stressful. But the truck got fixed, and the truck just came home on Sunday. Wow, and, th- and this might not be the only time too, especially when you're dealing with trucks. It's like they're they're going to break down, right? So now you exactly. got that experience of like, all right, we did we dealt with this before. Let's go ahead and figure this out, and you know, so now you got that experience on your belt, right? So right, so yeah. Oh man, but still, whew, that's gotta be that f word we used before, right? Frustrating. <laughs> yeah, especially I mean after you just spent your you know you just spent your money on something, right? And you know and. You're just kind of like, what, you know? And then um, the original quote that they had given when they, on Monday, they were like, um, it's $7,000 in parts to fix it. Wow. So, you know, not just, you know, you know, trucks are expensive. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. So. Man. So now dealing with the business struggle, now going back to like the, the parenting struggle. So you have your teenage like son now. So now this is the time, right? Of like school, uh, you know, focusing on if, if they're going to school, what they're interested in. Um, and I know recently um, your son just found an interest uh, in a certain subject, which sounds great, but what was, how, what do you think sparked that interest in him? Like what, what are the struggles that you felt with like, ah, should he go to school? Should he not? How do I spark his interest? Like talk about that a little bit. So, um, so as far as as far as my son, and mm-hmm. I don't know if this is a like a new, I don't know if it's. I mean, all right, let's be real. The times are different. Kids right. are interested in in different things. So he he started talking to me about being a influencer. Mm-hmm. So that's where this all came from. He um he wanted to be an influencer, and my thing was all right, great. Like you know, you can do whatever it is you want to do. I don't want to shoot down anyone's you know, dreams, but how can we, how can you get an education and still, and, and, and basically still be an influencer, mm-hmm. but have a degree with that, right? you know? So, um, you know, being 16, you know, he's only able, he doesn't really understand living yet mm-hmm. and, you know, struggle yet and, and money. And to him, to him, when someone says they're making $25 an hour, he thinks that's money, you know, yeah. but in, in this day and age, that's not, that's not money. Right. You're, you know, $25 an hour is not, is not cutting it anymore, especially if you live in, if you're single and you're right. by yourself, you know right. what I mean? So, um, he has, he always had a strong interest just in technology. He's, he's, you know, he's a, a more of a tech person and he wants, you know, he's interesting in, in podcasting and, and doing all that stuff. So he came to me and he told me that, you know, that's the program that he was interested in. 
Right. Okay. And just to go back to twenty five dollars an hour, depending on where you are in the United States, twenty five dollars an hour is a is a huge chunk of change that some people may never get. But also, right. like you were saying, depending on where you are, twenty five dollars an hour, like New York, other places, that's nothing. Like right. you know, like that that's nothing and, at all. And the and the thing is, in those places, yeah, many times they don't even pay you twenty five dollars an hour nope. because the cost of living is lower. Right. So they the pay is usually also lower as well lower right. as well you know what i mean so so that's where you still are then having a struggle because you're still not you know what i mean but right. like yeah so you're not going to be somewhere or making 25 dollars an hour probably where you know where a mortgage is 257 dollars a month <laughs> <laughs> oh money i tell you and then so so yeah, now so I feel like his struggle, yeah. I was just gonna say, I feel like, you know, I feel like his struggle, his personal struggle with not wanting for a for a while, it was kind of like, I don't want to go to school. I don't want to go to school. I don't want to go to school. I want to go to school. Because he was he was connecting college as being like high school mm-hmm. or where you're, you know, from eight o'clock in the morning until two fifty or three o'clock in the evening, mm-hmm. you're in a building. You're like, you know what I mean? And I explained to him, like, no, it's not like that at all. It's completely right. different. You know what I mean? So that concept alone was, you know, and then my son also has ADHD. Mm. So the focus is is another thing. Like sometimes he can just become very overwhelmed mm-hmm. when, you know, like too much work. <laughs> he can right. just become very overwhelmed with like having too many assignments and too many things to get done in a certain amount of pain, like time frame. So yeah, and the assignments are still there, definitely. But like you were saying, like it's not, it's not the same. Like you get that separation. Like you may have maybe just two classes that day. It's not like right. eight a.m., nine a.m. all the way to two p.m. Right. Like so, you get more of that, but you also have more responsibility to get a lot of your work done too. So it's that balance, right? right? So. So, but he's finally coming around. It sounds like now. How do you deal with the balance of like? Because I know there's some parents that um, you took the approach of. Okay, this is what you're interested in. Let's look at the majors out there, college wise, that will help you enjoy your interests and put a degree behind it. Um, so, not like certain parents that are like, "Yeah, I know you like that, but I ain't making any money. You're gonna be a doctor. You're gonna be this." Uh, so that's a great approach. But but how do you feel like now that you know he's interested in something? How much? Are you trying to kind of put your hands on it a little bit now? Because, you know, as parents, we like to like, oh, OK, let me let me help you with this. Let me help you with this. But how do you balance that and having him, you know, be responsible as well? Actually, I don't feel like I'm putting my hands really on it at all. The okay. only, I, I just kind of like only thing I'm going to do is I'm going to fill out that financial aid <laughs> to see what the, the only hands on it that I really need is the financial aspect of things, because that's going to fall you know, on my plate because he is only, you know, 16 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and from, and, and from there, I'm kind of like, this is, this is your thing. Right. You know, this is, this is, you know, your thing. And, um, you know, just like I was, I would say just like, just like high school, you know, I will be, I will be here to try to give you advice and guide you and, you know, do those things. But I don't really like, I'm not looking up to see like what different fields this this profession is gonna put him in. Mm-hmm. And I'm not doing any of that. Got to. No, it's understandable. Okay. 
All right. So now I just want to jump forward and see. So you, you've given some, you know, great things about your own life. Hopefully anybody who's listening could kind of take from that and help them in their own lives. But there are some questions I actually pulled. Uh, I'm a follower of the website core.com. Core.com is kind of like Reddit. And uh, if you haven't heard of Reddit, it's basically like a, uh, a website. They have different community pages. This page I'm a part of is like a parenting page. And people will throw questions out there like, you know, I, I don't know how to deal with this with my kid or or kids will even put stuff out there like, hey, I don't know how to deal with this with my parents. Can you right. so I'm gonna ask some questions here I pulled and I think we wanna think you don't mind helping some people out here. No problem. Awesome. So here's the first question I pulled here. Um my twenty seven year old well oh, it is stepson. My twenty seven year old stepson won't leave our home. What can I do to show him that he is too old to be depending on us for survival? If you even feel that way. So you want to know what I would do in that situation? Yeah, what would you do? Yeah. Well, first of all, I would just have to say is a 27-year-old still living at home. Or wait, they want they want to get him out, right? But it doesn't yeah, stay. it's just looking like so. Okay. Yeah, I'll look at so it again. He won't leave, basically. It sounds like yeah, won't leave our home. What should we do to okay. show him that he's too old to be depending on us? Yeah, so I feel like first of all, I feel like as a parent, mm-hmm. that starts from when they're younger, kind of getting them ready for their getting them ready for independence. Mm-hmm. And not having them rely on you and kind of building them up. So like this morning, as an example, I my, I called my son to wake him up and mm-hmm. I was like, you know, this is like, you know, we're reverting backwards. Like you were doing good. You were using an alarm. You were waking yourself up. And now I'm having to call you again. Do you mm-hmm. understand that I won't always be here? Like this is something you're going to have to do on your own. So I feel like, a 27 a 27 year old living at home i don't think there's anything wrong with your 27 year old living at home mm-hmm. but if you're wanting to actually like actually get rid of your son like a victim <laughs> i mean like i don't understand like it. yeah like i mean how else do you get rid of somebody like i mean um, obviously this 27 year old is, is feeling like th- they're entitled to be still living there mm-hmm. after I'm sure they've been told that they would like them to leave and live on their own and maybe, you know, have their own place. You right. know what I mean? So I think what, what would you do with anybody living somewhere where you're not wanting them to be there anymore? It's I would I would have, I would just evict them. They're 27 years old. Like, right. like if they're not listening or maybe there's not a game plan, it's like, all right, well, here's a game plan. Oh, you're not following a game plan. Well, maybe step three in the game plan is like, all right, well, you're not listening. You gotta, you gotta get out sooner or later. Right. Yeah, like, so. Come on. They're 27. So <laughs> like you, you, they've probably had numerous conversations right. with them already about needing to you know, move out. I'm assuming, I don't know if this person works, doesn't work. There's not much information, right, but exactly. I would, I would say if, if I need my 27 year old out of my house, mm-hmm. I'm evicting them out of my house. Gotcha. I, I don't know if that sounds mean, but that's what I would have to do. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. 
So that was question one. Question two out of the three here. Um, my parents allow me, uh, a person who was 13 years of age, two hours of gaming a week on weekends only. I get high grades and I'm well behaved. Any conversation with them about weekdays or longer than two hours a week to play games is instantly shut down. What do I do? Ooh. So this is a kid asking the question. Yeah, he's a 13-year-old. He has good grades. He says says he's well-behaved, no issues. He just wants a little more game time, you know? So it's like, how do you, how would you deal with something like that? Yeah, that's, that's tough. You know what I mean? Because as far as me as a parent, um, I don't put those stipulations on Mm -hmm. my child. Um, I mean, those things don't, I, you know, doctors always ask at the doctor's appointment about screen time ever since he was two, Mm -hmm. you know, but I don't, I don't have a problem with, um, with, with, with screen time as long as there's a, a, a balance. Mm-hmm. So as, as the, it, this is kind of hard because a 13, as a 13 year old, um, I would say to have that, have a conversation with your parents, yeah, you know, and I would say to let them know that, you know, like, like he expressed in the letter that, you know, I'm doing well academically. And um, I would maybe make like I would probably make some type of um, agreement with them. Why don't you can you guys give me how about this? Give me one month, one month of, you know, increased gaming. They could come up with like a plan together. Mm -hmm. Maybe that would be from two hours on the weekend to maybe four hours on a Saturday. You know what I mean? two hours on us, you know, just make up some type of plan. And mm-hmm. then if, if there's by like the next rating period or something like that, if there's any changes in my grades, if there's any changes in my chores, if I'm not doing my chores, if there's any changes, then we can go back to like what you guys said. So I would say like something like that, but it's kind of hard because a 13 year old wouldn't normally know how to do something like that right but uh it's a good suggestion though i mean that's all they're asking for are suggestions and in worst case scenario falls fails like up sorry they're your parents and i guess you just have to wait till you're 18 or older and and you'll be able to make your own rules when you leave and that's always so tough but yeah Yeah. i would say that to try to go to them with a like a plan and see oh man but that's a good idea though the plan um so the last question of the people that ask questions here my three-year-old is refusing to let us cut his hair we've tried everything bribery i don't know what they're bribing him with lollipops but bribery taking away treats etc but he is too stubborn what should we do not cut his hair Mm, that's it just don't cut it not cut his hair let it grow put it in a ponytail why does why does why does a boy well, I don't know if it's a boy or a girl. Is it a True, boy? yeah. They didn't say they said three year old, yeah. Gender. yeah. Well, why 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 does why does a child need a haircut? <laughs> you know what I mean? Is is yep. that if they're three, that sounds like that's a demand that we're putting on the child because we want their haircut. But if the child doesn't want their haircut, I don't feel that we should just pull it back in a ponytail until they're four or 
six months down the line, you could try it again. But right. a three-year-old has rights. <laughs> a three-year-old has rights. A three-year-old has rights. And well, I don't, yep, I don't feel that we should force. I don't feel like like you should. If your kid doesn't want to sit still to get a haircut, mm-hmm. maybe they're too young. They're three. Maybe they're not ready for it. It's like it's like it's like my three-year-old is going to the dentist mm-hmm. and they won't sit through the appointment. Well, that means they can't go to the dentist yet. No. They're not ready. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's difficult though with the dentist part because it's like, and I don't even know because it's like how important those cleanings are, especially when those teeth are coming in. Well, um, there's, 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 um, I mean, there's, there's children that have trouble with dentists. Yeah, you know what I mean. And um, I mean, I don't know what the workaround is for that, but obviously a dentist can't do anything if a kid is screaming. Oh yeah, and, definitely. And, right. So you're like, you're hurt the you, child, yeah. Right, exactly. So mm-hmm. even I with the haircut, now that I think about it, yeah. But go ahead. Huh? I see. Even with the haircut, now that I think about it, the kids moving. That's also it can be dangerous, right? Yeah. So, so your safety of your child is number one. So at those young ages, sometimes it could be fear, it could be just maturity. So I think sometimes we gotta kind of revisit things and slow down and just be like, all right. Susie or Jimmy isn't wanting this right now. Let's try another approach. Well, that's it for those questions. But I do have one more question to ask you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ask this for all the guests I talk to. So if you can go back in time and just tell your past self just like one thing. And when I say past self, it could be when you were in your 20s or maybe right before you had your kid. You know, it could be anything. But if you could tell your past self one thing that you know now in your current state, like, what would it be? What would be that one thing you would tell your past self? Mm, the one thing I would tell my past self, I would tell my past self, always walk with love. Awesome. That's what I would tell my past self. All right. Awesome. Okay. So I just want to thank you for joining in. It's been one of the, I think it's probably been one of my longer uh ones but hey we had a lot to say and a lot to talk about so we can't you know we don't want to shorten that right so i just want to thank you for uh coming on and i appreciate it thank you for having me i just want to thank you for joining us on this journey through the second season of the single mother conflict podcast series now this is the last episode of the season and we hope that you've gained valuable insight into the unique challenges that single mothers face We'll be providing additional content throughout the year, so make sure you stay tuned. Now, if you're a parent or know someone who is a parent, please consider subscribing and leaving us a review to help us reach more people like you. Now, we know that being a parent can sometimes be difficult, but we hope that by sharing our stories and experiences, we can help make things a little easier. So with that being said, I just want to thank you again, and we look forward to hearing from you soon.